0: Welcome to The Not-So-Simple Life. Meet your hosts, Kylie Vanami and Sophie Longford. These two fashion models are talking all things wellness, beauty, fashion, and all the not-so-simple things in between. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Another solo episode happening today. We love a solo episode and we hope that you guys really get into this one because Sophie and I are so pumped to dive into this topic. We're basically going to be giving you some of our top beauty and skincare tips that Sophie and I have picked up along the way over our five, six, seven years of modeling and meeting all the best makeup artists. And we can't wait to give you guys all of our good tips.
1: Yeah, so we have done countless, countless amounts of shows and shoots. We've had our makeup and hair done so many times that we are bound to pick up a lot of tips and tricks along the way. So this episode is basically just about relaying that back to you guys and sharing what it is that we've learned and what are some of the things that we've taken from it that we want you guys to know.
0: Yeah, and we've learned everything from makeup to skincare to All of the things, and we're going to be diving into both today. But first and foremost, Sophie, how congested do I sound 1 to 10?
1: I think you sound pretty sexy, actually. Really? Yeah, I love the husk.
0: Yeah, it's a little raspy, and actually today's (laughs) a good day. I have been like fighting with allergies and congestion and a sore throat for like the last three to four days. So if I sound a little funky to you guys, that's what's going on here. I just have to say before we dive into beauty, just appreciate your health wake up every single day and be thankful that you woke up feeling healthy and just hope and pray that you keep feeling healthy going forward. Cause it's something that I think we all take for granted to just wake up and feel normal. And like, when you finally become sick, it's like, damn, would be so nice to wake up and just feel normal. It sets your whole day. I've had like three to four, like really like kind of shit days just because I woke up and I didn't feel good and it wears on you all day. So just be thankful for your health. and never, ever, ever take that for granted.
1: It's so true. Like, you don't appreciate how nice it is to have a clear nasal passage until you have a blocked nose and you can't sleep. It's one of the worst things trying to sleep when your nose is blocked. It just feels horrible. It's so frustrating.
0: Oh, it's like that time of year. And it's so actually nice and refreshing to hear people just saying, no, I'm just dealing with allergies and not everyone freaking out. I'm sick. It's COVID. (laughs) Oh God, my laugh sounds so weird. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just dive on into this topic. I will start us off. I want to start with skincare because obviously I'm a skincare whore. I love skincare and We have learned so much about skincare just from getting our makeup done because I think the most important part of getting your makeup done is setting a nice base, which means good skincare and all makeup artists have their own favorite products and what they use. And so just kind of wanted to start there. So basically when you sit down in a makeup chair, they almost always, you should agree with this, I think, clean our face with Bioderma, micellar water. Mm -hmm. That's step number one. Yeah. And I feel like over the last few years, obviously dewy has been the thing instead of matte. So everyone starts with just massaging in a deep hydrating moisturizer, something very, very thick that gives you that dewy, nice, bright glow. I feel like the most important thing that I've picked up from makeup artists before you do your makeup is starting with a nice base. Do your full skincare routine before you put your makeup on because that is your palette. That is your clean slate for your makeup to look amazing. So it really, really starts with that. And you need to take the time. If you want your makeup to look insane, it's important to do your skincare first
1: exactly you can't make a good painting if you haven't got a clean canvas so
0: I love that <laughs> I know
1: yeah so definitely Masala water first then moisturize, moisturizer and they always do their massage with their fingers it feels so damn good and then mm-hmm. I don't know about you but I always get sprayed with rose water you get that rose water
0: always they don't use like the makeup setting sprays by Urban Decay that like cost like 25 bucks they just no, it's literally rose water. rose water you're yeah. right
1: and then when they When it's time to either like change a look or whatever or take the makeup off at the end of a shoot, then they just go back to micellar water, don't they? They always just like use a little cotton ball and take makeup off with micellar water. And it's
0: as simple as that. Unless it's a really big eye look with like lots of eyeliner and stuff, they always use like an oily makeup remover, but they never use that on the face. So for any of you who are using like those greasy makeup removers all over your face, you're doing it wrong, honey. You use that only when you absolutely have to, when you have like this crazy smoky eye with, I don't know, glitter, lots of eyeliner. That's when you use it and only on your eyes, but the rest of the face and the easy part of your makeup is always taken off with Bioderma Micellar Water
1: good makeup artists know how to do this like I've had that experience with makeup artists where they literally used a Johnson's baby wipe on my face to try and take the makeup off disaster so as long as you have yeah. a good makeup artist you're set they know what they're doing so now I think we should talk about like what are some of the actual products we see the most when we are on set because like mm. there's definitely a few staples that I see all the time one of them for sure that I see everywhere is the pore that they use for like burns but they use it for your lips they use it if you have any dry patches it's like made from papaya and it was amazing for my lips kind oh. of-
0: You know what I'm talking about? The The little red red tube.
1: Yeah, the red one.
0: P-A-W-P-A-W, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: It's like, I think it's just made out of papaya, but it's like so nice. And my skin was always so sensitive. I had really bad eggs for my mouth. And this was like one of the only things that they would use on me that would like feel totally fine and really nice. So that's Mm -hmm. one I see everywhere. I went and got it myself.
0: Another one from Urban that we always see is that Embryo Lise cream. They sell that all over Europe. We're going to link it because I'm sure we're absolutely saying it wrong. Make sure you go to the show notes to get these links. but i see that everywhere that's that dewy base that they love to give us same as Walita skin food those are kind of in the same family mm-hmm. but i feel like those are two really thick creams that they always always have on set
1: also the elizabeth arden nine hour cream i see that one everywhere oh that one doesn't smell so good. no i was just gonna say it's way too fragranted it actually uh-huh. irritates me a little bit but they seem to love it i see it everywhere and then another one is the quarterly beauty elixir everyone has that oh.
0: Yeah, that's true. And that one smells so good. And it's yeah. so like refreshing. And that's a good one. Like in between looks when you're doing a beauty shoot and you have like eight makeup looks, they love to spray that on you. And it's just like mm-hmm. feel good as well. It makes your skin look nice, but it wakes you up. Yeah. I love that one. Okay. And this one's off topic. Cause we're not really talking about a lot of hair here, but I just, this just came to mind. L'Oreal L-Net hairspray is the go-to for every makeup artist. And it's, it's a staple. I have not touched another hairspray since modeling because it's literally all I see.
1: I don't think anyone's ever used anything different. Another one that isn't skincare but I mean it's just one that is sticking in my head because I don't know any makeup artist that hasn't got this in their makeup bag Is the MAC face and body foundation everyone has it
0: everyone has MAC face and body and we'll talk more about that in the makeup section but that is like oh a staple, staple, staple. So now let's get into dewy skin. Okay. So that is the moment dewy skin is living her best life right now. And that is what we're pretty much getting done to our faces every time we're on set. So Some things that I see them doing, like I mentioned earlier, thick, thick moisturizers, a lot of makeup artists are mixing oils, face oils, with the foundation that they're using, the foundation of their choice. Everyone has their preference, but then they use a brush and they put it all over the face and it really gives you that dewy skin look that so many of us are trying to accomplish nowadays.
1: Yeah. And also, especially it shows they started using the under eye masks, like especially the ones from 111 Skin. Like I always see those now. They always put it on when you're getting your hair done. And they do the hair first. And so then that can soak in. So your skin can become really vibrant and dewy. So that's something they've started doing, masking up before makeup.
0: Yeah, masking before makeup. It's, you know, a good makeup artist will always do that. So any, you can't do that every day. Of course, that's crazy. But if you have a big night, your birthday, you're going on an amazing date. I don't know. You really want to get that glow. Put a face mask on while you do your hair or just while you chill for 15 minutes before your makeup. That's definitely giving people that dewy skin look. I would also say that chugging water and sunscreen are two other things that are helping us achieve that dewy skin look. So chugging water, because if your skin is hydrated, it's all coming from within. You can put as many products on your face as you want, but if you're dehydrated inside, you're not going to have that like shiny, dewy, beautiful look on the outside. So chug water and then sunscreen. Like they'll use glow screen or any sunscreen that has like that good dewy texture. They're using that as a tool as well. They're doing it to protect our skin. But I also think they're doing it because they just want us to look shiny.
1: I know you're all for dewy skin, but I don't know. I feel like I prefer matte personally. You look good with dewy skin. I personally prefer my skin to look a little bit matte, but my skin is kind of matte anyway. Like I don't have shiny skin. So I don't use powder or anything. It's just it's naturally like that. So if I do need to add that glow, yeah, I'll go for an oil and I'll use like the marula oil and I'll dab that on my cheekbones and just highlight the places I do want highlighted.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a good point. They do that too. They use oil as a highlight. They will <laughs> put it on your high bones. So your cheekbone, tip of your nose underneath the eyebrow on your eye socket bone or whatever that bone is called but yeah that's true as well.
1: Yeah, they definitely won't put it under your eyes or like
0: the T-zone like your labial folds.
1: Yeah, that's not what you want the oil.
0: By your lips? No. We're going to talk about that when we get into makeup. T-zone steer clear of dewiness
1: yeah for sure a very important one to get into is what bothers people's skin because for all my sensitive skin girls out there and guys this was something that was really difficult for me as well because I've got such sensitive skin and these makeup artists they will use whatever they want on your face unless you say something so you've got to know what it is that bothers your skin so you can say something and prevent them from putting it on but I've always had feedback from makeup artists when they say like
0: I saw that (laughs) I did see that 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 happened
1: a bug just attacked Sophie (laughs) yeah yeah, it's really throwing me off
0: um (laughs) makeup artists always say that essential oils typically irritate the skin anything that like reeks of eucalyptus or something like that it's probably going to irritate your skin
1: yeah, anything with strong fragrances, I stay well away from. Even if it's natural fragrance, my skin hates it. And I know a lot of people are like that. So if you have sensitive skin, fragrances are always something that I should stay away from. And most of them do. They love to have products there that are fragrance-free. So if you say you have sensitive skin and you say you have any allergies to anything, then they'll definitely use fragrance-free products. And also another ingredient that I know a lot of makeup artists don't like to use is alcohol.
0: Yes. Because it's very true.
1: drying. So. Uh-huh. They tend to stay clear of anything with fragrances and anything with alcohol.
0: Totally. So I want to get into tips for clear skin that we've picked up from our shoots and from our shows. And we think these will really resonate with you guys. So clean makeup brushes. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Cannot stress this enough. I feel like it is something that most good makeup artists are amazing about this bad makeup artists will use dirty brushes, but it's a good reminder for us that we want to share with you is to clean your makeup brushes as often as you can remember because they literally clean their brushes after each and every shoot before they put their brushes on another girl. And I feel like we need to get better about that. We need to clean our brushes, even though it's just going on our face, that moisture in any makeup you use, that's how mold and bacteria and things like that grow in our brushes. So this is a reminder for you guys. Clean your makeup brushes.
1: Yeah, it's so gross when you go to a show and there's literally like 30 models backstage and the makeup artist is just using the exact same brush on every single girl that sits in her chair. She doesn't have time to clean it because she's in such a rush. And so you're getting all of the gunk from the other girl directly onto your face. So I don't know why I've never thought of this. I've just thought of it now. Why don't we bring our own brushes to shows?
0: Uh, it's a lot of like
1: do we look high maintenance
0: yeah but I'm very picky I watch you put that lip brush on another girl you come back and try and touch up my lip I'm like "Uh -uh. Mm -mm uh-uh nope nope, new brush
1: that's good I did the thing where I bring my own skincare products like I'll bring my own moisturizer and stuff so they don't put anything that's going to bother me on but the brushes I never thought of that would make me feel better though like I don't like sharing
0: brushes with other girls It's one thing we should be a diva about because don't bring that girl's shit on her skin onto my face. I've got my shit. Mm -hmm. She's got her shit. Let's keep our shit separate. (laughs) (laughs) So I think another thing that is similar to makeup brushes is your pillowcase. It's one thing that touches our face every single day. And it's something that I don't think many of us think about as often. Change your pillowcases minimum, minimum once a week. And we've been told by Dr. Lily Talacab If you have a breakout and you slept on your pillowcase, the next day you need to change your pillowcase because obviously something on there is irritating your face or the irritation on your face bled onto your pillowcase and you're going to sleep on that the next night. So that's another thing that goes hand in hand with brushes. We all need to be changing our pillowcases way more often. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, when it comes to products to treat skin... Two things that I found really work well for me is any products that contain niacinamide. I remember putting it on for the first time and instantly all my pores shrunk so that was like an amazing thing at controlling sebum production making your yeah. face less oily my sun cream has that in it so my skin is a lot better ever since i started using my sun cream and it's probably because it has niacinamide in it i feel like it's correlated wow. so
0: the skincare sunscreen yeah
1: my fave also another one if you have like a breakout then salicylic acid is a really good one just to put on there and it's like a little spot treatment and you just put it on the little blemish and it's supposed to dry it out and bring that shit down
0: and tell them about pseudocram. We love the diaper oh, rash cream. Yeah. Haley Bieber's go-to pimple cream.
1: <laughs> yeah, my sister told me about this. She swears by it. It actually mm-hmm. has many uses because if you have any breakouts appearing on your face, it's going to kill that bacteria and it's going to bring that pimple right back down. So yep. I swear by it. Kylie swears by it. Haley Bieber swears by it. So obviously it's doing something
0: good. You better be sold after that pitch. (laughs) That was good. I mean, think about it. If it's gentle enough to use on a baby, it's gentle enough to use on our face. So next, I want to get into monthly facials, which is a recommendation that has been said to me by many, many reputable makeup artists. It's really a staple, staple practice in my skincare routine. I think it is so important to give your skin that love and to allow your skin to truly reset. Our skin turns over every 28 days. So by getting a facial once a month, you're working with the natural skin turnover that is happening. And I think it's just something that We really, really want you guys to take advantage of if you can. But let me say this. I've said this before. You do not have to spend a fortune on a facial. My monthly facial place is $75 a month. It's called Silver Mirror Facial Bar. A couple of our listeners have gone because they've heard me talk about it in a previous episodes and they were also obsessed. So if you can squeeze that little bit of monthly budget out and give that budget to your face, I promise you your skin will just be so much happier, so much brighter, and so much more healthy.
1: You know what? If you can't afford it, then there's things you can do at home as well. Like I love to do nights where I do like an at-home facial. I do it myself and I put my little steamer on and I put my hair back and I play spa music and I'll do like the whole thing myself. I'll spend half an hour putting on different serums and different oils and steaming my face and using a mirror. And it's so satisfying. So that is my little tip if a facial is not in budget right now. And now let's get into makeup. I want to talk about the different types of makeup that we get in the fashion industry because there's econ makeup, there's editorial makeup, there's show makeup, there's event makeup. It all looks different. So... When it comes to editorial makeup, it's way more out there than you would generally see like walking down the street. It's not makeup you would wear to the mall.
0: Yeah, it's funky. It's funky makeup when it comes to editorial. And when it comes to e-com, I wanted to bring this up because I think this will be interesting for you guys. E-com makeup always looks like shit in person. So when you're shooting e-com, it's typically a white background and it's typically bright lights every single time you shoot. So they put so much makeup on your face. So you're cheeks are like extra pink and your lip is like so not natural and your eyeshadow just looks like crazy but then you take a photo with that bright light it looks really nice and it's like oh Mm -hmm. okay so I think when it comes to econ makeup you guys can do this type of thing where you're more exaggerated with the products you're putting on if you're shooting outside so let's say you want to go take photos in the sunlight outside do your blush a little brighter do your lips a little darker and add a little extra to your eyes because the sun will absolutely wash you out. And if you're shooting with bright flash, it will do the same. I thought that was something that you guys would be able to kind of use in your day-to-day life that I have learned just from shooting e com
1: Yeah, I feel like show makeup is like that as well. They always make it a little bit more intense because the lights are so bright on the catwalk. Mm -hmm. And if it's too faint, then it's not going to really show up on the photos because it whitewashes it like it does in the e-com shoots. But then it also has a slightly arty feel because it is a show and they want to have something trendy and they want to do something different. So it's kind of like a mix between e-com and editorial.
0: Yep. Now, one of my favorites. I want to get into tips for strong brows. This is one of the makeup tips that I have really, really applied in my life from learning on set at shoots. If you want strong brows, the key to gluing those babies down or shaping those brows the way you want them to be shaped is with hairspray or clear glycerin soap. So don't spend your money on the Anastasia clear brow gel to set your brows. Uh-uh. Take a typical eyebrow brush, spray your favorite hairspray on it, and then brush your brows to the shape that you want them to be with the hairspray. They hold in place. And if you really, really want that exaggerated look, you buy a clear glycerin soap bar from the dollar store, from Amazon, wherever you get your soap, my girls, and you just take your brow brush and you put it in the clear glycerin soap and you push your brows up and brush them. And that's how you'll get that laminated, exaggerated, really cool, strong brow. This is like one of my biggest, biggest makeup tips that I want you guys to take part in. More natural. Use your hairspray really strong and laminated. Use your soap. Mm -hmm. I used to do the hairspray thing and
1: I actually think it's better than what I'm doing now. Right now I'm using the Sephora clear brow gel. And to be honest, the hairspray, it would stay in place way longer than the gel. So there's that. But I've always had a love-hate relationship with brows. I still can't fucking get it right. I find it so difficult. I find anytime I add color to my brows because I want those big brows because it looks so good in everyone. It just doesn't look right on me. And every time I do add color, I feel like I look like a different person. So I can't get with it. This is what we were talking about earlier when I was talking about how you shouldn't put oil in your T-zone because that is not where you want the shine. You want the shine to be everywhere else except the T-zone. So you want to mattify that area. And for me... My foundation is very mattifying anyway, so I don't need powder. I'm using the Estee Lauder Double Wear foundation and it's super matte like you can see on here. It doesn't give much shine at all, but that's why I need to add highlighter or dab some oil onto my cheekbones and my my eyebrows like you were talking about because otherwise I have no luminosity.
0: We're going to take a quick pause to let you all in on a major health and wellness hack. It's season two and our wellness routines are hotter than ever.
1: That's right, guys. And the key to feeling your best is by achieving balance in your routines. And here at The Not So Simple Life, we achieve that balance by staying consistent with our daily CBD products from Cured Nutrition.
0: CBD helps your mind and body find that happy place that we're all trying to achieve no more mood swings, afternoon fatigue, and that blah feeling that everyone experiences. CBD will cancel all of these problems for you.
1: Our go-to products from Cured Nutrition is the major trio, Rise, Aura, and Zen. We want our entire tribe at the Not So Simple Life to get in on this movement, so we have secured a discount code.
0: Use code SIMPLE at checkout for 10% off on curednutrition.com. That's SIMPLE, S-I-M-P-L-E, at checkout for this discount major. Now let's get back to this episode. So let's talk about T-zone. If you're listening right now, put your fingers at the bottom of your chin on the outside of your lips. When you push your fingers up and go all the way up to your eyes, that's the bottom of the T and underneath your eyes as well. And then in the middle of your eyebrows and on top of your eyebrows, that is your T-zone. So even for my dewy skin girls out there, you want to take a product. And mat that area down because when you take photos, that is not going to photograph so nice. So what I have been using that I just picked up from on set, it was my Maxim cover shoot. And I found this product called Ray Morris. I'm going to link it because I can't remember what it's called exactly, but it's basically this clear mattifying gel and oh my God, Sophie, I can't wait for you to try it as well. It like melts into your skin. I hate powder personally, and this does not give you that powdered look at all, but it mattifies it down. So If I recommend any product that we're talking about on this show, it's this new Ray Morris little mattifying situation. So make sure you go down to the show notes to check this out. It is a game changer for your T-zone.
1: I feel like a product similar to that, which I used to use all the time is the La Roche Posay BB Blur. I would use that every single day. It would completely mattify it, but I'd only put it on my T-zone because it doesn't really work as a foundation. It's way too thick, but it just brings down any shine and it's really nice for that. So... That is a product that I used to love. But let's get into foundation and concealer. How do you like to apply yours?
0: Okay, so I work with Pat McGrath often. She is one of the best makeup artists to ever have walked this earth. I'm convinced so many people are obsessed with her. She does all of the best runway shows and big fashion campaigns. And her thing with foundation is applying it with your fingers. You rub foundation on like you rub face lotion on, and this is how they do it. And so I have always done this, and it really gives you that skin-like finish. But how I like to finish it is with a beauty blender, and you have to wet your beauty blender down. I didn't know this for so many years. Everyone thinks I'm stupid for not knowing this, but maybe some of you feel a little stupid too because you've been using a dry beauty blender You wet it down and after you apply your foundation with your hands, you take that beauty blender and you just blot your whole face. And I'm telling you, it will look like skin, but your best skin ever because it will be even and not cakey and just beautiful.
1: I definitely agree with you that using your fingers makes it look more like skin because I've been doing that lately because I've actually lost my brush. But I personally prefer using the brush because I need more coverage than you. So like the brush for me works way better because it actually like mattifies my whole face. It covers anything that's there. But if I do have a really good skin day, then definitely using fingers makes it look way less cakey and more natural. So I agree with you on that one. And then when it does come to picking a foundation for your skin, I love to go a couple shades darker just because like it huh. gives you a natural contour when you then apply like a lighter concealer. So if I do like two shades darker and then I do in the T-zone, like we're talking about and up to the cheekbones and the chin and the top of the nose and the center of your forehead, either a really light foundation or just like a super light concealer, then it gives you that like natural contour highlights all the areas of the face that you want highlighted. And I just love that look.
0: Yeah. And don't forget concealer is meant to go on any spots you want to cover up. It's supposed to brighten up under your eyes, but also on set, they always go around our nose, just right at the bottom of our nose. Like if you were blowing your nose, like that whole crease area, they always apply it. And I think it does truly brighten up the face a little bit. And when it comes to foundation for like nights out and stuff, when you really want to look bomb, like they make us look on set, they put foundation on our ears and neck. And honestly, it does look so good. But that's just a little set tip that you can take it how you want it.
1: Also, I just remember when I was doing my Marie Claire cover shoot, I had really dry skin around the nose, just in that area you're just talking about. And the makeup artist had this product called Homeoplasmine, which is like a French nipple cream. But she put it on the dry skin around my nose and It completely got rid of the dry skin. So I went straight ahead and brought that. And I used it on everything. I used it on my lips. It's like a great lip balm. It's not just nipple cream. It can be used for literally any dry skin you have. And it was like a game changer for me.
0: Love it. All right, babes. Let's get into lip scrubs and lip color and lips in general. Before they apply a lipstick on a shoot, they almost always do a lip scrub. I don't necessarily have a favorite lip scrub, but this is a tip that... I want to start using more in my everyday life, scrubbing it out, exfoliating the lips. And yeah, that's that's a big thing that they always do. And when it comes to lips, my girl Soph loves a good lip color. So I'm going to let her take away the rest of this lip conversation. But we definitely have picked up some good set tips when it comes to having amazing lips.
1: Yeah. So I have naturally really pale lips. That's why I love a lip color or a lip stain, anything like that. I don't really go for anything that's shiny. I really am not a big fan of the glossy lip. So I love to do like a kind of nudie pink. And what I'll do is I'll dab it on. I always use the 24 hour lip colors because I cannot stand it when it comes off when you're drinking or when you're eating this one just stays on all day so it's way easier so I'll dab it on and then I smudge it before it dries because I hate it when the border is sharp when it's all defined it just makes your lipstick way smaller so I love to smudge it and just go slightly over the lip line and it makes your lipstick so much bigger
0: So another tip for onset lips is lip liner. So makeup artists love a lip liner. I swear sometimes it's very common for them to not even use a lipstick. They just do your whole lip with a lip liner. Maybe the lip liner stays on longer and is more defined. But I find that a lip liner does actually give you that look of having bigger lips. If you line the outside and make that a little more darker and defined and make the inside a little lighter, a little more airy, maybe a little glossy, It gives you that pouty, pouty look. So as you're applying your lipsticks, even if you're just using one color, just pay more attention to getting darker on the outside and going easier on the inside. And then maybe put a dash of gloss right there in the middle of your lips and you'll have like more plump, fuller looking lips.
1: I love a lip liner too, but I love to smudge it a little bit on the outside just so it's not so sharp. So for me, it's all about the smudge. It's
0: all about the smudge. All
1: So mascara is something that... I am still struggling with because I just same. cannot find a mascara that I would love. I feel like they're all clumpy.
0: I have long lashes, and when they finally do curl up high enough, I find that they're leaving black marks on my lid. And yeah, it's yeah, so- same. Oh so frustrating something that
1: I learned the other day I was doing a beauty shoot and she used brown mascara on me and I was like wow this is way better because like my natural lashes are quite light so it looked so much more natural but like my lashes look super long I mean the black just looks too fake it doesn't look natural at all but the brown looked more like my natural color so like it really made a difference and also I think clear mascara is supposed to be good for that but I cannot fucking find one anywhere
0: Okay. So here we go. You guys are going to be shocked by this. When it comes to mascaras on set, no one is using an expensive name brand mascara. No one. I swear they are always using L'Oreal CoverGirl, that pink and green bottle that we all used in grade school. Everyone loves that mascara. I have found that every makeup artist has L'Oreal Voluminous in their kit, which is a charcoal gray kind of blackish bottom and a gold lid people love 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 that mascara and I think from set I've learned to not spend money on mascara by the drugstore brands because they work and they're great and even those are a bit frustrating but one tip I learned for what I was just complaining about when it comes to your mascara bleeding onto your eyeshadow onto your lid powder over your lids after you do the eyeshadow because then if there's any grease or any um dewiness at all on your lid that's what's going to make your mascara bleed onto it yeah do you put mascara on your lower lashes i don't do that only if i'm doing like a dramatic smoky eye look yeah i don't do it because i feel like it makes
1: my eyes look a little bit droopy i don't feel like Mm. they look so lifted
0: i totally relate so i just do the top lashes and
1: if it's daytime i won't do all of them i'll just do the very corner ones just to like elongate my eyes a little bit more
0: Yeah. All right, guys, we told you about the skincare products that we're always seeing on set. Now let's dive into the makeup products that we always, always, always see on set. Sophie mentioned earlier, MAC Face and Body. It's actually the foundation that I use. It's very light and you can use it all over your body. So you've got a bruise, you've got a cut, whatever it is, you've got something that you want to cover up. (laughs) If you have a hickey on your neck, MAC Face and Body. it's it's a staple product that we always see in every single makeup artist kit
1: i don't like it on my face though i like it on my body like when they do it on my legs or whatever it is because i'm always fucking covered in bruises because i'm the clumsiest person you'll ever meet then i like it but on my face i don't feel like it works too well for my eczema because it's a little bit too fragrant for me
0: i love it on my face it's the only mac product i like on my face but what about the tom ford contour highlight kit do you see that a lot I feel like makeup artists, they don't
1: really tend to do this whole contour thing. I don't think I've ever seen a makeup artist have a contour stick, like the fancy ones, you know what I'm talking about? Like the brown hmm. contour sticks. They're not so into contouring. For me, they just do like a bronzer.
0: Mm, I feel like they like contours on me sometimes, but I'm a round face, so <laughs> I don't know if you can relate. You're a, little, you're a little more chiseled. I'm a little more round, but I do find that they love, love, love the Tom Ford contour. Absolutely.
1: Well, what about some of the products that we never see makeup artists using, but we see everyone else outside of the fashion world using some
0: products that don't work that we've been marketed to buy exactly. those products?
1: Well, like I just said, the contour sticks for one, although I'm actually a little bit of a fan of contour
0: sticks, but makeup artists, they never use it. What about white mascara? I used to spend money on this when I was young. Before I put on my black mascara, I would do the white mascara, which is supposed to serve as a primer. That's Mm. bullshit. Don't waste your money on that. They never, ever, ever use that. Talking about primers, they also never use makeup primers. They just make
1: your skin look good using skincare products. But yeah. makeup primers are not really a thing when it comes to photo shoots or fashion shows right. or anything. Like, I feel like that's just a thing that people buy for the sake of it.
0: You're so right. If you prep your skin and do good skincare, you don't need the primer almost. That is priming the skin. You're right. Another thing I feel like they never use have you ever seen those products that are like green, purple, and orange color correction? and it's oh, supposed yeah. to like, yeah, yeah. if you have redness, add the blue. If you, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. They don't use that shit. Don't spend no. money on that. I'm thinking of a Smashbox primer that has this. I'm thinking of a stilla like powder. Don't use that shit. They don't use that. And that's just a waste of your money.
1: That's what like you see on TikTok. So I see all these girls yeah. on TikTok who are doing makeup tutorials and they literally put like blue under their eyes and then like orange around their mouths. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? But I've never seen that No, in real life, only on TikTok. And also setting sprays. I don't think they've ever used a setting spray. I mean, they just use the rose water. They just want to make it look like vibrant and fresh. They'll do some hydrating mist, but never like a setting spray.
0: Yeah. And it's better for your skin that way as well. Don't use this up all night Urban Decay. Use like a nice natural rose mist, something hydrating, something that just keeps your makeup fresh. Absolutely.
1: Let's talk about some of the brands that we see the most of whenever we're working. Because like for me, MAC is everywhere every single makeup artist has like a bunch of MAC lip liners or like a bunch of MAC face and body foundations. So for me, MAC is the one I see the most of, but there's like so many others. Like I know Chanel people love to use.
0: Yeah. I see a lot of MAC. I see a lot of Chanel. I see some Dior, never Dior skincare, but they like Dior beauty. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of Bobbi Brown, a lot of Laura Mercier. What I never see is... Kylie Jenner products I never see Huda beauty whatever that is I never see like much of Fenty beauty all of these like people who have names for themselves and created beauty lines I don't see professional makeup artists using those I see them using the classics the Estee Lauder's you know when you're buying makeup, I think it's important to remember this, go with the brands who have always been around, who have had these products for 40, 50, 60 years, and people keep buying them. That's the good makeup to buy. And I don't want to say that new brands don't have great products. I don't think that, but I do think that it's a safer buy to use the brands that the professionals are using. And they're definitely not using Kylie Lip Kit you know what the expensive products are definitely not always better because I couldn't
1: find an under eye concealer that I really liked I was using I think it's from L'Oreal this like really basic one that was literally like 10 bucks and I mean it wasn't bad but I just thought I could get better so I went and got the Chanel one which is way creamier but it does not look good at all. It goes into like any little crease anytime you smile and it will like stay in the crease. It doesn't set properly. And also mm-hmm. after using it for like three days, I started getting like x-ray around my eye, which I've never had before. So definitely not using that anymore. And I'm going straight back to my $10 product.
0: Yep. It's, it's true. They also do love like L'Oreal and Maybelline. So I hope that you guys picked up some amazing tips in this episode. These are just tips that have stuck with us and we figured would maybe stick with you if we shared them. So I want to hear if you guys loved this episode, if you guys loved any products that you tried. I want you guys to reach out to us and tell us what you thought because we definitely have way more tips that we've picked up from shoots and onset that we would love to share more with you guys.
1: Yeah. And we have mentioned a hell of a lot of products in this episode. So you know where to go and find all the links. It's down below in the description. So go on there and click on on any of them and it'll take you where you need to go to go and buy them if you want to try them out. So that is everything. And so now we are getting into our little Q&A section, which we love to do at the end of every episode. So let's get into question number one. So Kylie, what are your top three makeup essentials?
0: Ooh, only three. Okay. I would say probably something for my brows, my brow products, definitely. I would say concealer. I don't think you need full face foundation, but if you can just brighten up the dull spots on your face and cover up the things you want to cover up, that's enough in itself. And then I would say like a cheek color, maybe like a liquid or a stick cheek color. I'm loving Wander Beauty right now because what you can do is you can apply that to your cheeks, it brightens up your face, and then you could take a few dabs of that and put it on your lips and give yourself just a little color. And I feel like you look great. So I'd probably go with those three. What about you? Mm -hmm. Love those. Well, I would
1: definitely say my Maybelline Matte Stay Lipstick and then my Estee Lauder Double Wear Foundation. And then the third one, which I don't think I've mentioned before, is my little e.l.f. Cosmetics Baked Highlighter. It's so nice. Hmm. I've had it for ages and it's like this little compact highlighter that's like a little powder and you just use it with your finger and put it on. I use it at night because it's like really luminous. So I don't want to use it in the day. It's way too obvious. But like at nighttime, it reflects so nicely. So I love that one.
0: Amazing. Number two, what are a few skincare essentials that you cannot live without?
1: my skin cure sun cream for sure obsessed with it and also my LIV by Newtech enzyme peel is so good for exfoliating for sensitive skin It just gives you such a nice base to then put on your makeup or do whatever you need to do because it just like gets rid of all of that dead skin it's so nice
0: amazing i would probably go with my skin sutical CE ferulic serum it's such a staple i will use it until the day i die And then, of course, my favorite moisturizer because your girl just wants to look dewy. Augustina's Bader, the rich cream, is heaven in a bottle and I just can't truly live without it. Amazing.
1: If you have any more questions on anything, please reach out to us. You know where to find us. We are on Instagram at the Not So Simple Life podcast. So reach out to either Kylie and I and we'll be happy to answer any questions you have.
0: And please, if you want to support the show, and if you're loving these episodes and coming back to us every week, you can support us so much by just leaving us an Apple podcast rating and review can just take you a few minutes. And I promise it goes such a long way for us. And we would be so, so appreciative. But thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. We cannot wait until next Tuesday, and we'll see you then with an all new episode.